0: Hola, Filterinos. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. As you know, uh, this decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. We believe everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We're going to have a bunch of links in our show notes. Everybody here at Pop Filter encourages you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Now on to the show.
1: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out... If Superman's brother's idea to save the day is a tall order. If the gang from the Superman and Lois tapes were right about their predictions for the finale. And who wins the first Shishi of the year for best ensemble? All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show, starting now! Nerds! And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast on the internet that will cover every single TV show based on a comic book, period. It, you could be animated, and we might cover you. You could be live action, we'll probably cover you. My name is Ryan. I will be your host for tonight. I will not be doing any Cassie impressions. If you want to hear my impeccable Cassie impression, you do have to be a Patreon subscriber, and you can hear that there. With me, as always, is Caitlin. What up,
2: Ryan? It's so sad that Cassie's not here. I mean, you're like, you're like a good like second, third, or something. But you know, I'm gonna pour one out for Cassie tonight.
1: Okay, so pour one out for her, but also make sure that you insult me as soon as possible. I'm gonna, the way I'm gonna talk to you, Caitlin, tonight is as if you are in a helicopter. You're in the pop filter helicopter giving the traffic and weather updates. Okay. Can you like do the beat on your chest every time you talk?
2: <laughs> hey there, guys.
1: <laughs> but don't start it off with a goofy laugh. <laughs> oh, you do know goofy weather and traffic? That's nearly impossible, Ryan. <laughs> all right. And covering sports tonight is Mike Ravagno.
0: That's right, Ryan. I'm here on the field, and
1: even though the leader is gone, I think these superhero show show kids might just take it all the way. Now, Mike, uh, the sports game that you're covering has been over for two days, but I see a helicopter behind you flying like somebody is drunk driving.
0: Oh, no. I don't want to get Twilight Zoned, so I'm going to sprint my little ass right out of here.
1: Now, Caitlin, up in the helicopter, do you think Twilight Zone is where you fall in love with a character from Twilight so hard that you go into a zone?
2: Ryan, I think you've got it right on. I see a a lot of feelings right here in the central area of my heart, and they are colliding with everyone else's feelings.
1: Now Mike, I have one question. As I see in the background, uh there's a helicopter with a woman falling out with a <laughs> with a microphone in her hand, pounding her chest for some reason, <laughs> even though she's flying a helicopter. Uh I have one question for you. Who's the handsomest guy from Twilight?
0: The handsomest guy from Twilight, Ryan, is, of course, Michael Sheen, aka the most natural for <laughs> anybody ever seen.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go back to Caitlin in the booth in a helicopter. Uh, Caitlin, is Michael Sheen the most handsome guy you've ever seen?
2: Michael Sheen, is he has a good laugh, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> all right, Caitlin, can you land on the field? That yeah,
2: we're coming down. We're oh, landing. Fuck.
1: Okay, I'm going to run over to Mike's field. Mike, Caitlin, Michael Sheen is clearly not the most handsome guy. Wait, why it am I breathing hard? You ran. It is Robert Pattinson. Can we all agree to this? Yes.
2: That's the negative.
1: And the best actor. And the, clearly the best actor. Did you guys see... Welcome to the Superhero Show Show. Did I ever go through you. all that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you two, most of all. Welcome to the Superhero <laughs> Show Show. you were welcoming us. <laughs> it's nice um, to be down, you know, on, on, on the floor.
1: Did you guys see the TikTok that was trending this week where uh, the trend was... Uh, show your high school crush, and then who you ended up with. Yep. And this lady's high school crush was, of course, Robert Pattinson, one of the most handsome and talented actors. And Caitlin, who did this woman end up with?
2: This is uh, this happens to be Taylor Lautner's fiance, yeah. aka Jacob from Twilight.
1: So just she was ima- Team
2: Edward, and she ended up with Team Jacob.
1: Do you Imagine th- growing up, being in love with somebody who's actually handsome, and ending up with Taylor Lauder? Do in- <laughs> you think in
0: the back of his head he's always just worried that he is but a stepping stone to get to Robert? <laughs>
2: he's like, I know you have his number. You guys were close once. I know that.
1: Caitlin, do you think in the back of his head he's always worried, shit, did I just clean the Carl's Jr. bathroom that I work at, or should I go do that right now? <laughs> do
0: you think in the back of his head he's always just like, He's a fucking dumb, (laughs) dumb, dummy.
1: Caitlin, do you think in the back of his head, uh, he's always taking off one kick me sign on his back, but then uh, that just reveals 17 more kick me signs? Caitlin, do you
0: think in the back of his head, uh, he's just like, I know I peeked at (laughs) Shark (laughs) Boy?
1: Guys. Uh Oh, go ahead, Caitlin. We we did ask her a lot of questions. Yeah,
2: you asked a lot of questions, and I think the only thing the back of his head is saying is that it is gorgeous even on the backside as the front side.
0: So Caitlin would do Jacob from behind is what she said.
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah, I'll take it. I think the main thing that's going on in the back of his head is all those scars. He seems like the kind of guy, you know, that kind of guy who just like has a ton of head scars.
0: Like he should have been wearing a helmet?
1: Or something, or like maybe uh, multiple brain surgeries, like put it in, take it out, put it in, take it out.
0: Try to shave his own head too many times, (laughs) violently.
1: Fuck it. Uh, He's a dum-dum, is what we're trying to say. Uh, Guys, we have an amazing show for you tonight. Cassie is not here, but I think it's still going to be a good show. While the cast is away, the rats will play. Do not like that. I do not like that tone of voice. The shushies are starting tonight. Uh, That's why we're all wearing tuxedos. Uh, plus the Superman and Lois finale. Plus the Superman and Lois tapes people are here. Kismet. It's a, it's a tremendous show. No extaz. You know what? I'm not going to talk about what's not on the uh, show.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, you know what else? We're not talking about Morbius.
1: <laughs> and also tonight, we're not talking about Taylor. Nope. We already did talk about Taylor Lautner. We already did that. Let's move on to the Shushies. Welcome, welcome to the Shushies. We do not have a monologue. We don't have an opening, uh, like a dance. We don't have like a thing where like I'm running through all of the TV shows that we watch in a green screen because like I'm the host. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Like Uh, Kool-Aid man. Instead, we're going to start the Shushies with best ensemble. Caitlin, what does that mean?
2: Best Ensemble, that's the best group of... That's our best group. So uh, there's a lot of great groups on our our TV shows. um, And whether they be super powered or not, uh, they work together great. And I think that makes a great ensemble.
1: We will have a best team later. That's a different show, But for tonight, we are doing Best Ensemble. Okay. A couple of things before we get started. Uh, Superman and Lois was not nominated tonight.
3: What?
0: This is a killer ensemble. Is yes. it,
1: though? Is it, is it, is it though?
0: It, it, you know what? It might be there's a powerful three or four. If Superman and Lois are talking, Sam Lane or John Henry, yeah. I'm there. This might be my ageism. If the kids are there, or Kyle. Oh, I was going
1: to say that Sam Lane keeps this from being nominated. Oh.
2: I I would agree with Ryan Sam Lane. I love okay. the kids. I think the kids do great. I think Kyle and the kids. Uh, Kyle, Kyle and, Sa-
1: and the kids. Ky- Kyle the and Sam. Band. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one that was not nominated before we get to the actual nominees is, and I predicted that this would sweep the shushies, and it will not. It's Heartstopper. Really, really not nominated tonight. Okay, and so somebody's the three a homophobe. Of us-
0: if the three of us are surprised, <laughs> who wasn't here? She couldn't face her decisions.
2: <laughs> That's you know what I blame it. I don't remember the one guy's name who was the bad friend, but I blame oh, emo, it. I blame him.
1: Tall, oh, lanky emo boy McGee. Yeah. Okay, not the bully, right? Like not the kid who just no, kept but pushing. somebody who actually hurt people worse than the but bully. The kid yes. with the, the the beanie with the like the curly hairs that curl yeah. down. That yeah. could that could have been the actor that kept you out of best ensemble. I think him and the bullies. We're so one-note-ish. But the rest of the cast. How The uh, rest of the cast. (laughs) All right, Michael, here we go. Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty, Jesse T. Usher, Laz Alonzo, Chase Crawford, Dominique McElligot, Tomer Capone, and Karen Fukuhara are all nominated for Best Ensemble.
0: I don't even care they made some of those names up. There is not... There is no combination of boys characters that I roll my eyes at. Literally every pairing isn't combination. Isn't that the best fucking,
1: like, any two. I'll take any two Any of two. You.
0: And that's, because there's not, it, this isn't friends, right? They don't all show up at Central Perk and hang out together, so you're never going to see that, but any two or three combo is, oh shit, I'm going to be at the edge of my seat. How are they going to interact? It really helps this season that nobody likes each other. Literally no combination of two characters is comfortable with one another right now, and they are crushing it, and it's in such different specific ways. i Jensen Echols. I think he's doing a fine addition to the show. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. He's handsome. He's also uh, a different kind of overpowered douchebag in a different way than Homelander because he brings... What if uh, Archie Bunker had a great butt? That's <laughs> Jensen Eccles.
2: He does have a great butt. I didn't see that.
1: Caitlin, uh... When you watch the show and hate yes. every second of it, can you at mm-hmm. least see the chemistry in this cast?
2: No, I, I can definitely see that they're, they're good at making me hate them. And, <laughs> like, yeah. No, I, I, th- I think they're, they're great actors. Um, I just don't like the show. But, yeah.
1: Especially Caitlin. That's right wild. Mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Sophia DiMartino. Owen Wilson. And Wunmi Musako, where are we going here?
4: We
2: had to get ourselves a Wilson brother in here because they just, I feel like they really can connect a whole group to make a great ensemble. Oh, and a little bit
1: of a spoiler, uh, Stargirl is not nominated. This is our only Wilson brother here tonight. Oh, Oh, and you know
0: at family dinner, fucking Owen rubs it in Luke's (laughs) face.
2: He's like, you hear who's not in the shushies this year? Uh No, we we had to have a Wilson brother. It's just like, it's a rule, I feel like. And uh, also, this cast rules. Tom Hiddleston did his fucking darndest. And I think everyone was delightful. And again, just like Mike said, anyone together, I loved it.
1: Let me ask you this, Caitlin. Did Tom Hiddleston step back enough to let this cast breathe?
2: I 100% think so. Because we got a ton of Owen Wilson, you know, acting about how much he loves his jet ski
1: and if you caitlin if you had to like give owen wilson's acting performance one yeah. word what would that word be
2: um i would say mm, brilliant okay different than what i thought mike what <laughs> not, would that word not, be mm.
0: <laughs> i would give it wow yeah.
2: <laughs> not a ka
0: no, I'm not a Lightning McQueen defender. Yeah. All right, okay.
1: Car sucks. Car sucks, Caitlin.
0: Car sucks. We can say that here. We're free, people. We're fucking free. <laughs> yeah, and, and this one is interesting because the show is called Loki, right? But it's always who plays off of Hiddleston. It's rare we get a scene with other people. Uh, so they all play with him very well. And then when it's, I think it's uh, Wilson and Gugu have their scenes. And they, I'm like, I would watch a fucking like law-type drama about these two doing the Time Bureau.
1: I think a large part of why this show was so successful is because everybody I mentioned that is not named Tom, uh, their character walked up and heard Loki talk for a minute and, and they were like, uh, bro, you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> nobody cares. You're stupid. You're handsome. Sure. But everything you're saying is stupid. And it worked. All right, Mike. Here we go. The next nominee is Kitty Lotz. Tala Ash, Jess McAllen, Olivia Swan, Adam Shekman. Cheyenne Sobian, Liz- Lizith Chavez, Amy Louise Pemberton, Nick Zano, Matt Ryan, and may I, Mike? May I? You may. Donald Faison. <laughs> oh you may you always
0: may gargantuan cast look i know it's it's rare like billy crystal at the oscars is never go says like oh well this one's winning but like legends, special place in our heart and they're gone and they are the most and it is embarrassing and i'm sure we've said it before it's just like the most of what if somebody superhero-fied the superhero show show it's these oh, guys guys
1: yeah. is these this bunch why it, of idiots is this why we announced it the best Superhero show of our entire <laughs> podcast yeah. career.
2: I feel like I, it would be incomplete if this was not nominated, I, especially I, on its final its final year.
1: I know, but like, do you guys think that it's going to get a bunch of gimme nominations because it's the final year, or do, is this well deserved?
2: I think it's well
0: deserved. I, I think uh, who played the bad guy? You said a lot of names in there. I, I think like the new members really added. To it, like, and they are masters at this. Is some people leave, new people added, and just gel. Having like the Spooner and Astra focused episodes to be like they knew they're like, all right, people aren't on board with this crew yet. So these two and Gideon are going to go on adventures, and now we're all one big happy crew.
1: All right, Caitlin, you're sort of new to the show, but I'm going to throw this at you anyway. Here we go: John Cena, Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma. Chikwedi Awuji, Jennifer Holland, Steve Agee, Robert Patrick. What does that mean to you?
2: Peacemaker I think really blew me away um with how well everyone acted. I mean, John Cena, he's usually a John Cena like type. He's like okay at acting. I think everyone in this cast really elevated him <laughs> and elevated the whole ensemble. Um the uh, a lot of the actors I've never seen before, and they were fantastic.
4: And
1: I was, I really wanted to see where Danielle Brooks went after uh, Orange is the New Black. I mm-hmm. didn't expect her to do Peacemaker, but I thought that she was such a great balance and did so much more than the scripts gave her in Peacemaker.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: to be like you're the innocent one on the team could be boring, but but what she did it was so funny throughout. And uh, you need that role to point out how fucking crazy everything is. Yeah. And I want to give a... I fucking love Freddie Stroma. He he was great in season one of Unreal, and he's doing a completely different oh thing my here. Oh, God. If you, if Every you have an opportunity could. to bring
1: up Unreal... <laughs> hey, Mike, if the Monster Squad went on the show Unreal, what would you <gasps> do? Come? <laughs> wow. All right. I. The fifth nominee is a little hard for me because Cassie is not here. But here we go. Um... Mike and Caitlin. This is for both of you. Whew. Alan Tudyk, Saren Tomko, Corey Reynolds, Alice Wetterland, Levi Feeler, Judah Prane, Elizabeth Bowen, Meredith Gerritsen. Here we go.
2: And 79 Minders. minders. <laughs> Sing
1: that song.
0: <laughs> Resident Alien is the little show that could, man. Even now, though we're a house that loves sci-fi. Uh,
1: it's so rare to be like, but this is going to be a great show from sci-fi. Mike, Alan Tudyk is in the pop filter hall of fame. Yes. So let's put that aside and talk about ensemble. Do, do the rest of the actors in this show live up to what Alan Tudyk is bringing?
0: Yes. And it's that they each get the tone of the show. It's a weirdly toned show. It's not full on live action cartoon. It's the, the, it blends comedy and drama in a weird way. In its own sci-fi Canadian kind of fucking way, and the Winona Earp
1: of shows. It might be
0: the Winona Earp of shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I like I. I guess I tune in for. I guess I, I tune in because I have to because I have to review it for the show. But like, this is the show that like I want to watch all of these characters interact.
0: Mm-hmm. I tune in because I get to. All
1: right, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to. Uh, Open the envelope, Mike. If you could crinkle a paper noise. Crinkle, 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 crinkle. Your winner of Best Ensemble is Alan Tudyk, Sarah Tomko, and the rest of the cast. It is Resident Alien.
2: This makes a lot of sense.
0: I think the Academy could see the future. Legends is going away. We need a new band of misfits, and it just might be the Resident Aliens.
1: You're not surprised that, like, because it's Legends last season, that, like, they didn't get the honorary oscar or whatever
0: i don't think so i think the voters here have integrity
1: <laughs> i disagree we're gonna take a break and whoop when we come back whoop superman and lois <laughs> on the second season finale of superman and lois chrissy beppo chrissy beppo real character Yes. Crazy Bepo goes to boop at the bepo. Says to us, hey, you know that fucking merging planet thing? That shit is happening, yo. In order to save the planet Superman is going to need to get his powers back and fight Alley, Which obviously means that Talbro is going to have to yeet his brother right into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> his powers come back. He throws both Allies in prison and everyone goes to a carnival. Taste buds, I ask you this. Was this episode anticlimactic or closer to Uncle Climactic?
2: <laughs> Got me.
0: I don't. Which I. So that the second one is like gross and a little creepy. Anticlimactic would be like,
1: okay, this is stupid. Uncle Climactic is like, hey, Uncle Climactic is here and I'm going to deliver all the things you need from a season finale.
0: No. They, okay. So I. We, we are superhero. Superhero in Lois? No, that doesn't sound right. Uh, defenders. Here, love this show, one of my favorites currently on, and what a Lord of the Rings 18 endings boring piece of garbage this was!
1: Boring,
2: what?
0: boring, not boring, it's just really? not good.
2: Oh, Mike, I had I was in tears this episode. Really, no That's joke. So cute. I love this episode so much. They tied it together usually with finales, they usually like. Resolve the conflict, but then break you down even more, so you come back for the next season. This one resolved so sweetly; like there was like actual like closure to a lot of things, and it was but, like this is a happy bubble. I was waiting, waiting for the happy bubble to burst. Okay,
1: I would say that I am directly in between both of you.
0: Okay,
2: okay good.
1: Uh, one of you, what is, a perfect podcast. One of you is normal Earth, the other one of you is Bizarro. Um, <laughs> I thought that this was a little anticlimactic, but. Now we're set up for season three, and I would like to watch season three. And isn't that the point yes. of this episode?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. I guess
0: my my two biggest issues. One, I do like the Tal and Clark relationship when they said, they I love you together. was oh, like, thank toge- you. I, I like that. But just the Taux ex machina. He's just out of nowhere. Hasn't been around for a few episodes. He's just like, hey, guys, I'm here, too. What's going on? I was like, all right. And then the... Natalie and John are racing to see which one can sacrifice themselves. And the answer is neither. And I don't really know why. Suddenly they were just like, hey, we're fine now. Like their thing ended so wrapped with a little bow. And I wasn't sure what fucking happened because it happened so quick.
1: All right. I will let's start here. Let's start with Natalie and John because I will admit that uh, watching this scene where the daughter says, I'm going to save you, dad. And the dad's like, no, I'm going to save you, daughter. And the daughter's like, no, I'm going to save you, dad. And then they're both like, let's think about all the dads and daughters on earth. Had no effect on me whatsoever. I like to have a daughter. I don't know. Like this was
0: and that's been affecting you a lot lately. Anytime uh, anybody mentions dads and daughters, you get hit. Hard. Has it
1: been? I haven't <laughs> noticed that. Like I've changed towards that over the last uh, 17 months or so. But um, Natalie is a great daughter. Like I can we just all can we hope that yes. we all get daughters like that?
2: Natalie's great. Let's
0: hope that we all get daughters like Natalie.
2: I think I've been very against, like, John. Like, I, I don't really think he adds too much. This episode, I was like, fuck yeah, John. I love you, John. Natalie, Natalie, I've always liked Natalie. Mm-hmm. But this one, I was like, I, I like them both. I feel for both of them, and oh- they're like wanting to sacrifice himself and saying goodbye to each other.
1: No, you, I'll I'll die. No, I'll die. But like, I have- No, we'll die together. (laughs) I love a show how like, these shows are always about the thingamajig, right? Like, Uh who has the thingamajig and will you bring it? And when Natalie gets to space to rescue her father, he's like, you brought the thingamajig, right? And she's like, what? No, you cut out during that part where you told me to bring the thingamajig. And his face of just like- such a dad Okay, <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Mm. And now they're both going to sit in cold-ass space and die. I thought that
0: was touching. Because they have to give their suits thingamajigs to the pods thingamajig to make the portal thingamajig blow up. I, uh, I thought
1: that was a weird out-of-moment um, sci-fi show thing of like, shit, man, I wish my phone didn't cut out then. Right,
0: that I've, I've, that's, I thought that those lead-up moments were powerful, and I also rode my ass, and it felt very real for him to be like, we're both going to die. Oh, don't talk in our last two minutes because you need your oxygen. Bitch, no, she doesn't. Because she just wants to tell her dad she loves her because we're all about to die. Uh, and so for it to end with neither of them dying, and again, it felt like it happened so fast. Super Sun Clark just saved everybody in the split second, so the emotionality fizzled. And I was just like,
1: wait, what? But did you think that they were actually going to
0: die, Mike? I thought I thought I I, I would have put money that John was gone.
2: I thought coming into this episode, I thought John was gonna die. But then when they started the episode and when he was still there, I it was like, no, they're saving John. They like John, they're keeping John for the next season. I thought it and was typical T
1: V, like, especially CW shit. Even though this is like better than like mm-hmm. The Flash or whatever. It certainly is. Uh where in the final battle uh, Natalie and John just landed safely on Earth, and nobody said a single thing. Like, oh, yeah. no, they're here now. That's totally fine.
2: And Like, oh, yeah, Superman got him.
0: I think what started to break my brain, and I know this is dumb, but, like, the geography of it is that, so Superman's in our sun. These universes are colliding, and we see it. They show it a lot. There's our Earth and Bizarre Earth, which is a square, just one on top of each other. So where is this? space between universes if everything is literally on top of each other how did he know to go there to save them like again it was just the quickness of which that part happened cut any of the emotion that led up to it well did it feel
2: like little baby mind didn't even register that
1: (laughs) (laughs) did it feel like this did it feel like um hey you guys have 18
2: episodes
1: (gasps) just kidding you had 15 and then they have to wrap it up now is that what it felt like
0: no It just felt like this finale is carrying a lot of characters and boom, boom, boom versus I want to say, do you know what did work for me is like the final Kyle and Lana moment when they're at the carnival, the miracle Monday carnival. And he asked her to dance. I'm like, no. And then she goes, nah, we're not getting back together. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, well, can we have a goodbye dance? And she's like, yeah, all of that fucking clicked for me. I've
1: never seen a scene more honest. I've never seen a character on TV CW or otherwise, that was like, look, man, um, if I dance with you, you're going to think that we have a future, but you're such an abusive piece of shit. I don't want you to think that. So uh, I just want to let you know right now that I'll never think of you the same way again. And him to be like, well, what about a goodbye dance? Caitlin? we interviewed a podcast called The Superman Mm -hmm. and Lois Tapes. Yes. Did it feel like they liked Kyle way more than this podcast does?
2: They loved Kyle. Kyle was one of their favorites. And that what? was a, that. Yes, that was a surprise for me. Um, um, because Did we check I, in I,
0: on their fathers and their significant <laughs> others? Like, are they all in emotionally abusive relationships?
2: <laughs> Maybe their fathers are still with them, like, and it's a supportive relationship. I don't know. But they like Kyle. In this episode we see Kyle like break down and cry. I laughed. I was like, "Ha, bitch." Kyle. Cryle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Cryle came back at the end with Lana too. I was like, "Damn, Cryle." But yeah, no, it nothing with Kyle affects me because I I like I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him but not as like a good actor kind of hate. I hate him as a I don't like this character.
1: I watched in this episode Superman. Get his powers back and defeat a double powered alley, right? Like the yeah. the power of two alleys in one alley. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I watched Lana, yes? Yeah. Uh, Lana, yes. Tell uh, Kyle, <laughs> we can dance, but it's our fucking last dance because you're a moron. And that was the part where I was like, super hero. <laughs> that is <laughs> what I wanted to see. Uh,
0: I, I do. I think it was a great Kyle episode. Watching him go through stuff, like, and it more because I think, like, it was a great Lois moment of saying, Kyle, nobody deserves to be alone. Because I, too, think if I thought we were all about to die, I'd probably be a little nice to the one human being I know next to me.
1: But, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you're right. I don't know if Lois had enough to do in this episode. Like, I think that Lois would uh, save more planets as opposed to just save Kyle. But the whole thing, nobody deserves to be alone. Mm -hmm. You just don't get to dictate. Who you're not gonna be alone with, right? You know, and I thought that was a good moment.
2: Also, we had Lois Bizarro Lois with like regular family the whole time, and she just stood there and watched. Nothing. They did not even like say anything to her. They're like,
0: "Oh, she's here," and then all ignored her. (laughs) And she's like,
2: "You just see her in the background with her bangs, like,
0: and like maybe that is the." We said eighteen. Now you're fifteen because, like, one of her sons is a murderer. The other, like, who knows what's going on? Maybe the other one's dead at this point. And so, I yeah, I felt like there could have been more poignant moments, or I don't know, any moments with her,
1: with them. Mm -hmm. So, but like, so Mike, would you prefer one more episode, or do you just think that like maybe the show doesn't have what it takes to stick the landing?
0: Yeah, I, and it, that's not even... Who gives a shit? Like, I've loved this whole season and this sh- this finale kind of made me go, eh. But I would still recommend this show to the right kind of person. Uh, so, yeah, just be... I think most finales are bad. And so this one, it was still not as worse as The Flash.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, it, it didn't touch the badness of The
2: Flash. I, I think it's crazy that you didn't, like... You didn't... Like I, this one, let alone I don't know. I loved it.
1: Okay, I so Caitlin, it. explain to me the feelings that this show gave you. Because like I get what Mike is saying. Like from a uh we have to write a screenplay standpoint. It's like, well, we gotta wrap it all up and then we did it. What were the feelings? What were the moments that gave you feelings?
2: Well, it was definitely there was the Talro moment where we know that Superman and Tal, they want this brotherly relationship. There's always something pulling it back. And then they're finally like, I love you as fucking Tal yeets Superman into the, (laughs) into the sun. What a more beautiful moment than that. (laughs) And then Jordan, we have at the end, Jordan and Sarah finally understanding each other because she knows who he truly is. And they're like actually being able to have a conversation and, and understand each other. That made me so made my heart warm. My little heart was warm. Uh, I mean, Natalie and John. Everything was heartwarming in this. And then Allie, even at the very end, was like, I'm never gonna be alone because she has her other self. Like everything about this was like coming together, like you're never alone.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, Mike, but like I gotta say that Caitlin's hitting on a point here of like all storylines will have the same theme. Mm-hmm. And we did get that here. where like, uh, Natalie is John's one true pairing. Person. And yeah. Allie's Allie is one true pain, and we see that like on a camera shot that holds on their hand holding way mm-hmm. longer than you would think it is. Yeah, I thought
2: they were gonna like turn like break open their cell right. or something by how long that they were holding hands.
1: But no, they were just they were fine. They were copacetic in their cell because they had each other.
0: And mm-hmm. then that I thought that was so for so mature for a CW show. For most of our shows, for the the Lois and Ally conversation of like, did you feel complete? And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. I felt joy for a second, and Lois was like, that's not the same that's thing. Not what it She's is. Like, and then, yeah, and
1: then Lois holds on for one last second of like, I'm gonna give you a mean look and <laughs> yeah. then walks away <laughs> it I,
0: I think there were a lot of great moments in this. it just didn't all land together I, another one I want to highlight is the Jordan and Jonathan are just screaming at each other yeah. like. Wait, wait, it's been a minute since we've had like a real brotherly fuck you, fuck you moment, and they were just at it until Sam Lane had to be like, shut up. Your dad is the finest hero of any earth. You cannot give up hope. Uh, did, he,
1: did he mean finest or like foinest?
0: Foin. Foin. I mean, have you seen Hawkland in a that, Foin that uniform? Hero. Foin. Foin.
2: Foin. Also, Talro had to super dress Clark while he was flying yeah. him into the sun. You need the right <laughs> yeah. uniform. He was in his regular Clark, you know, outfit, and then all of a sudden they. Brought his Superman in there and he dressed
1: him. All right. You two uh, watch this show more than I do. So, what are you, what spin off are you more interested in? Number one, Tal Rowe at this dive bar, just fucking picking up ladies. Yes. Number two, oh, Jordan and Candace, Jonathan. Oh, no.
2: Sorry. Yeah. Jordan and Jonathan.
1: Wait, Candace, Caitlin?
2: Candace was in this episode. Did no one else see Candace? Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw she been. That's
0: Jonathan's this... drug-dealing girlfriend.
2: Yes, <laughs> she's back, and they were, like, happy. It's like, oh, they're happy, too. It's like, I don't want them to be happy. I don't Candace like her. This
1: sucks. The, uh, what's, the, what's Marissa's little sister from the OC? Sophie. No. In this
2: one.
0: Marissa's little
1: sister from the OC, played by Willow Oh, Holland. Caitlin. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we forgot her name was Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> so, you have Tall Row in the dive bar. Just picking up, ladies. Or spinoff number two Jordan and Jonathan in their fucking pickup trucks just driving in dirt oh. races and winning trophies I uh,
0: I love the Back to the Future ending of now you get these sweet trucks
1: it's <laughs> the same same truck.
0: truck. it's the same truck and an adorable an adorable moment is Clark trying to be like you no and, and Jonathan being like it's okay dad
1: I'll write him a thank you now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh- Oh no! There's a
0: lot of good teenage moments here. Jordan
1: has it down of just being like, "Oh, whatever you're saying, Dad, fuck you. I will literally do whatever <laughs> I want. I'm li- I'm getting in the truck right now. The truck has started. I am driving it. I don't know. Even though you're Superman, it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, but I would watch the towel trying to pick up Strange in the Bizarro Dive Bar for sure.
2: I really like Tell. Yeah, like I, I want to see I like a lot his more
0: acting. Yeah, I like how he looks. I would also mm-hmm. like to see a lot more, probably in a different way than Caitlin means right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And also, he's like, who's my wife? And they're going to say Lana. So I think season yeah. three is going to be him trying to fucking pick up Lana.
2: I think so, too, which I'm down for that. I liked when they were together in the bar- Bizarro world. So let's see how that goes. And fuck Kyle.
1: And, of fuck course, Kyle. hashtag fuck Kyle, the official hashtag of the superhero show. show. Uh, guys, season three, Mike, uh, I'm going to ask both of you, what are we expecting for season three? Based on the comic books or other Superman TV shows, what are we expecting? Uh-
0: I think I have to put to bed the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. I think they played with aspects of
1: it. To I pick. heard the word eradicator in this episode.
2: Yes. And parasite.
0: Uh, so we, we've gone through those. I mean, we haven't seen a Brainiac. Will they do. Will we see a Lex? Maybe. I would there, love there's to see other Lex. things you could. Maybe we could see a. What's that? Bottled City of Condor? Maybe. All right. You
1: just took four. Caitlin, what are you hoping for from <laughs> season three?
2: Uh Well, we had Diggle come in and talk to John Henry, but I really didn't, I didn't really, I don't know, that storyline doesn't matter to me. Yeah, we literally, matters- we didn't talk
1: about it. Diggle yeah, was yeah. in this episode, and we did not mention it.
2: Yeah, I, I really, I watched it and I was like, I don't know what is going on right now. Just John Henry, watch your back, I guess, because someone murdered your other self.
0: I think we're um, going to get the, the, his side plot next season is going to be like a murder mystery, and that does sound yeah. fun to me.
2: yeah which i mean yeah if you sell it to me like that i will love a john henry thing but i, I think i'll i'll like more of i don't know i love the little teenage moments that they have
1: is I'll this like the, do you guys do you guys hope for that this is like more focused on jordan and jonathan as time goes on
2: i think it has to be because i mean clark at the end builds a fortress for the whole family yeah. so <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get family even jonathan unpowered jonathan learn how to use the
1: What the the fuck does the word solitude mean to you guys? It's not (laughs) family, let me tell you. Well, that's that's a
0: classic dad. Man, no, we're all going to be alone together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My advice, uh, it's called The Fortress of Podcasting, and you just need it to continue. Uh, Here's my pick for season three. Clark goes to a dive bar, and some weird guy in the corner says, "Uh, I'll buy the next round for everybody. And Clark says, are you all right, man? What's up? And he's like, "No, I'm okay. My name is Bruce." Ooh, Superman and Lois will return <laughs> in not, but I don't know, eleven months time. Caitlin, yes, you—you've been barely paying attention to this entire podcast. You have been working on a website. What are That's you right. working on right now,
2: man, Ryan? This uh, this website is—it's a—it's a real doozy. Um, it's a lot of pictures of. My my favorite Ewan McGregor.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Who is, if you don't know Obi Wan? Um, and it's a lot of pictures of him, and um, uh, on the website it's just like it's a fan page for Ewan McGregor and the lightsabers that he owns.
1: So this is about the actual actor who plays Obi Wan and the yes. props, the props, right? Not real lightsabers.
2: Um, both, and I'm sure he stole some stuff, so it's going to be, like, a hot goss page of, like, all the stuff he sold.
1: I'm so sorry. This is confusing to me, and I'm so glad that I have the premier president of the website here to tell yes. me about it. Um, you think that he owns half prop lightsabers and half real lightsabers?
2: Yeah, because what else do they practice with other than real lightsabers? Okay, so they,
1: uh, so they practice with real lightsabers, but then when yes. it comes time to film... They use fake lightsabers. They say, hey, put the real lightsabers away.
2: Safety first. You can't (laughs) you can't film that. That would just be unsafe and you know, what if someone got hurt?
1: Wow. That tracks. Okay. Mike, what are we gonna do with this website?
0: I think I want this to succeed. I think Caitlin could be with this the next Perez Hilton, just very niche. Uh, so she cannot do it alone, and that's why I think she needs to go to our friends at Cybersprout.net.
1: Why? What the fuck? Why? I think she can't do it alone. What does Cybersprout no. have to offer?
0: They're going to work hand-in-hand hand with you, Caitlin. They're going to give you tools and training that make managing and tweaking your website a friggin' breeze. Uh, if you want to do it yourself, that's fine. There's easy edit fields. They'll give you custom templates. There's drag-and-drop tools. If you don't want to do it, uh, they'll handle it all for you. They're going to handle the maintenance because uh, you want to focus on and McGregor and That's on right. tagging which lightsabers are real and which are props. That's right. You don't want to care about the speed optimization or security or backups, and they'll do that for you.
2: Nah, uh I just want that good saber.
1: You know, Caitlin, I heard a story that uh, his penis is so small that he got his name by women just asking, You in? But I don't know. Oh! <laughs> uh, cybersprout.net, thank you so much. Uh, when we come back, the rest of the show's... It turns out that other shows besides Superman and Lois came out this week. Let's get to all of them. The first one is, of course, Ms. Marvel. So was that another one
0: Cassie was going to write?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm keeping this all in. I don't want this edited out. Can <laughs> we do this together? Yes. Caitlin, could you watch it,
2: it? I did watch Ms. Marvel.
1: All right. Train says, Karachi, coming towards her. That's in the last episode. Let's not start there. Mike, go. It
0: starts off again. Her grandma bad times her and says, I saw it too. You and your mom better come to Karachi. Uh,
1: not to like already note Mike's shit, but like, if, somebody, if a family member called you and said, hey, you have to bring a family member who kind of hates you to a foreign country immediately, is that going to work? I'm going to say, what? You're breaking up and not go. <laughs>
2: Also right after you got in extreme trouble by that family member for I don't know ruining a whole wedding.
0: A wedding. What and so I I was confused and I thought last episode was the worst we've seen from Ms. Marvel and kind of soured me on the show so far. Does her mom think she just pulled the fire
1: alarm as a fucking prank?
2: It sounds like it.
1: But she's then, jealous
2: of her brother or something.
1: Okay, so we get to Pakistan, we get to um we get to meet the family, we get to meet some cousins who are Equally douchey. They're pretty like, mean.
2: <laughs> they're they're just pretty douchey.
1: Yeah. At a certain uh, point in Jumping
0: Head, uh, she's like, oh, I want to see the train station. They're like, well, we're meeting friends for coffee, so peace. Yeah. And just leave her in a city. And she immediately gets in a knife fight. Also the yeah.
1: Co- <laughs> okay. <laughs> immediately into a knife fight. Uh, the cousins uh, meet them at the airport. And they're like, well, we'll see you tomorrow. You drove to the airport just to say hi? And then... Yeah. You know it doesn't matter. All right. As a writer,
0: so, why wouldn't you say cousins live the grandma? We're all picking up. It was so strange.
1: Uh, so Kamala is in Karachi at this uh-huh. point, and uh, she's going on an adventure. She wants to ditch the cousins because she has something else to do. And when she gets to a point to into a place into a, a part of the train station where she's not supposed to be, a knife is thrown directly at her head. Taste buds. I ask you this: Would you be willing to get into a flirty relationship? With a boy that's hot, directly after him throwing a knife at your head. Yes, it makes it even hotter.
2: It, this feels so high school because she falls in love with any guy like, that is hot and giving her attention. And I was like, this yeah, even is accurate. Attention. This is accurate. And, Especially <laughs> if I, I can
1: only see your eyes. Like, oh, is that yeah. a scarf covering your nose and mouth? Hello, eyes. V- these Hello two
2: safety keep
0: covering, he always covering his mouth and she always covering her face with a domino mask in strange times when they decide to put those masks on and <laughs> yeah. off. Oh, I need to run into a crowded room. I'm going to wear my mask, I guess. That'll help me blend in.
2: That really confused me because she would take her mask on and off. And it's like, it's not like it fell off. She would take it off. It's like, don't you want to keep this on like the whole time? That's like what you have it for, right? It's not just to look cool. It's like for your protection, right?
0: But no, this mystery Red Dagger Society, which has two people in it. And she meets them for 30 seconds. She's like, I'll take my mask off.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's do this. But like honestly, with that, like we met the Red Dagger Society and we got to know them quickly. But would you have rather had a ton of exposition before that?
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. I feel like that we give shit in both ways. Of like, this was too soon for the Red Dagger Society, but also, I don't want to fucking get to know them. I don't want to spend time with them. I thought that this was an action-packed episode.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of action. I thought the action in this looked better and was more well choreographed than last week's, for sure. The action of the last yeah. week's was bunk. And the fight scenes, even though they're like, I bet she's in Pakistan. Let's all just show up there. Okay. Uh, but the fight scenes and like running throughout the city, I thought was dynamic and a lot of fun.
2: And you're seeing how she's getting to learn how to use her powers better. Like mm-hmm. she's still not great at it, but she's much better than she has been in like totally. her learning curve of just like, she's getting there.
1: Not just. Not, like, just, like, sort of good at it, but not really. But, like, somebody is also learning her powers as quickly as he as she is. And so this Red Decker guy is like, well, I'll just run on your fucking yeah. magical clouds. I'll just, I'll use them to my advantage as well. The reason that I think, one of the reasons I think that this is the best Marvel Disney Plus show since WandaVision is the episodes of it all. Like, there was the origin story and mm-hmm. then the first adventure story and then the wedding and then now the karachi like i loved how i love how like all of the other ones feel like uh we sort of cut up a three-hour movie for you hope you like it and this feels like tv my big question for you guys is there was no bruno and no nikia in this episode did you miss them
2: i miss bruno I miss Bruna and Nikia a lot because I feel like they bring a lot to our episode. And I was constantly waiting for her to call them or like them to be part of the episode. Cause I feel like they really do bring a lot to her character. And as much as I love like her family and the family dynamic, I feel like we lost a lot because I mean, her cousins were assholes and we were, we were just having to learn these dagger people.
0: I, I think this part was necessary for Kamala to be, on her own, because even though her family's there, she's not really with them. She has like a couple conversations. This is her figuring out what, what is she want out of the world and what is she gonna do. Uh, and I also really actually dug the scenes with the mom and the grandma. Mm. We, it was just we we're just in a
1: family drama in
0: those scenes, mm. <laughs> and they
1: hit. They like they had straight up like uh, long, like six minute long conversations yeah. about like here's why I thought you were a bad daughter. Here's why I thought you were a bad mom. Like mm-hmm. I think that, and they Kamala's didn't resolve. Mom, yeah, <laughs> like some, they're
0: both like. Mm?
1: <laughs> at some point, I think that uh, Kamala's mom was like, uh, "I wanted to. Oh boy, how do I say this to my mom? I wanted to leave because everyone thought my mom was a psychopath. That does not help your mom. I know. <laughs> that's that. That's not what your mom wants to hear. It, 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 so much so that she took her foot away. Because her daughter was giving her mom a foot massage? What That's the hell weird is this, guys? But
0: also, is what? Kamala's mom wrong because uh, her grandma covers her house in toffees because her mom liked them, and what if her mom randomly surprises her? Very That's sweet, so fucking adorable. psychotic.
2: Yes, it was.
1: It's- Wait, is it more sweet or more psychotic?
0: Mm, I'd say more psychotic. <laughs>
1: I thought it was adorable, and,
0: and there's little moments, and it, I know I have hangover from the last episode because I really liked the first two episodes, and I did enjoy this one, but the last episode sucked. Uh, but like the DOD, the the Department Damage Control Guard just randomly starts tasing Cameron for no reason, just so they can then escape. Like there's just like little cheats that feel lazy as fuck.
1: Uh, Mike, have you ever been part of a government policing group?
0: No, I know you, that they're bad, but taze, it's like, you're gonna have a moment all of the of brown
1: it. people that you see.
0: Maybe sit there and do it more. I don't know. It felt just like, well, we need them in Karachi, D-
2: do we? Also, I don't know the way that they escaped because, yeah, I mean, Kamran got tased and that you know caused Mom to get mad, and she just magically breaks out of her thing. So they could have broke out of those a long time ago. It seems like they didn't have to get no taken anyways it's roger
1: rabbit rules you can only break out of it when it's funny or when the plot declares that you should yeah that's what
2: it seemed and then also she didn't even care about her son she unhooked him to just leave him then
1: but okay so let's let's talk about this part i feel like that tv shows sitcoms or disney plus marvel shows have a real problem with writing moms that aren't cunts like just (laughs) absolutely awful people And I think that this show tried to do a new thing of, like, Kamala, your mom is terrible, but her mom was terrible to her, and so on. And, but, instead, just to, like, make that clear that, like, she actually loves you, even though she's awful to you, we'll have Kamran's mom, who just says, no, leave him here. I want him to stand right there and not come with us because of all the awful things he's done to us. And that's the difference the show is making.
0: It's, with that... It could be interesting if the show realized it was doing it, which it doesn't feel like it does. Just some of the worst Marvel villains we've ever seen, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I, as like a the Marvel clandestine, cl- yeah. the clandestine and like clan space, Destine. That that's pretty clever. You got to admit. Um, I think I'm just over it. Like I just assume that that's how Marvel works now. Is like I will not get interesting villains, and that's fine.
0: But like Loki, the there was. No villain, like you thought it was one thing and then it changed, like that kept evolving, so that was interesting. Same WandaVision, she is the villain Mm. and the hero, so that was interesting. But I think Uh,
1: here, like the villain is growing up. Isn't that what we love about Marvel? Do you know what I want then?
0: Is and it doesn't, I don't think it helps Ms. Marvel that I just read her first run, the first 19 issues, and how small and awesome it stayed Mm. for this to instantly jump into. Incursions. Like, that's what it turned into. It's like, okay, cool, guys. Thank you. She should take on a neighborhood level villain. And we find out the origin bullshit next season, or something.
2: I agree. I think the past couple episodes have just been so heavy on the lore of where she's getting her powers, and I understand her powers are different than they were in the comics, but I don't think we need to be handheld so much where literally every single different group of people that she meets tell her a little bit more about her powers, mm-hmm. like maybe she has one like person that tells her and like trains her and stuff. We are getting multiple people telling her about. And I don't know. I feel like it takes away from the connections that she has with these people.
1: Yeah. So uh, like this season or this episode would be like the thrill of stopping one purse robber.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Right. And then season three is going to Pakistan. Yes. I get it. Okay. Uh, Mike, moment of the week. Uh,
0: How hard I rolled my eyes at the very high tech explanation of Oh, you thought you were a small neighborhood hero? Here's how the whole world will end, and it's on you, little sixteen year old girl. And it did it in a even more high tech thing than Tony Stark's sand it fuck that. Okay,
1: Caitlin, moment of the week. Uh
2: moment of the week is uh I loved her fight with the I forget the guy in the bandana. The red sparrows? Red daggers. Red daggers. <laughs> the red daggers. I like their meeting and like how she used her powers and just like how much better she's getting at it. I thought it was pretty It good. was adorable. Yeah. It,
1: like, it was great. It's just like, don't throw a knife at my head. If you want to like flirt with me, it, there's better ways to do that. It was very
2: flirty. Like There was a point where she was her body was on top of his body uh-huh. below, and I was like, this is very flirty.
0: The it whole time. How when you're teenagers, everything's horny.
2: <laughs>
1: there's, <laughs> there's no way that the red bandana nor the domino mask can stop those eyebrows from moving up and down mm-hmm. and going, whoo uh- hello. I
0: think she is so good at being like fake- Confident, like when she met his friends at the beach, or flirty, like she she owns what it is to be a sixteen year old who is pretending to own the world. Mm-hmm.
1: Bad actress. That's what you're saying. No, no, no. Uh, my moment of the week is uh throughout the entire ep- this entire episode, she grabs like a a uh, uh, blue or a red undergarment and then a blue vest, mm-hmm. and then she has the domino mask. And throughout the entire hour, she creates. The Ms. Marvel comic or the Ms. Marvel costume from the comic book.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then ends up it in it at the end. Uh, Ms. Marvel is on Wednesday nights on the D. Coming up next is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, Tony and Fangs are getting married. While everyone is getting ready for that, Percival decides that he is going to bring upon Riverdale all 10 of the plagues that fell on Egypt. Taste buds, I ask you this how many of those plagues can you name?
2: Locusts. Uh, okay.
1: Frogs. Frogs.
2: Uh, dead. Killing the firstborn. Yeah, that was
1: like dead last Firstborn. That's a big one tonight. We're going to talk about that. That's a good dead babies. Uh, there's seven <laughs> ones in between those.
2: Uh, Poop. Wow. What
1: that-
0: other sort of insect or rodent?
1: Rats probably. So uh, you said locusts, but there's also gnats. Oh, yeah. Which okay. I, I don't feel like that's that big of a deal after locusts are involved. Uh, did you say a river runs red with blood? Oh, yes. Ooh.
2: Yes, that's nice. right.
1: Uh, boils? Yep. Boils. A lot of things like that. Anyway, uh, Percival says, you know what? Let's do all ten at the same time. I think that God in the Bible was like, one at a time. Let's not get crazy. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. We're no Percival here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think God was literally quoted in Exodus twenty-five seventeen. <laughs> We're no Percival from Riverdale here. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Well, cuz
0: God can see everything. So he's already seen. Right. He's like, yeah. Past,
1: okay. present and future. Uh Percival does them all. And so uh that includes all of the firstborn from Riverdale being dead. So wow. they're dead, guys. Really? Yeah. Wait, who, they're just dead. Who died? Wait, Tony and Tony, Tony and Fang's baby die? No, that's the one baby that did not. The one baby that Percival was trying to get all season. Did not die, which wow. makes me think that Tony probably had some other baby. Whoa. Oh shit! Did Archie die? Did Jughead die? Jughead was in a uh, like bunker, so that I don't know if that counts with plagues.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> in the in the Bible and in history, uh, if they took lamb's blood and like made a door with it around their door, they were protected by that
1: one. I swear to that God, one. that's the same rules of the documentary Beetlejuice. Like, <laughs> yeah. is this all the same, Mike? It all stems from Beetlejuice. <laughs> Which is my Bible, uh, but Archie is dead. Um, and so, oh, like at Archie the
4: died.
1: at the wedding, it's just the women sitting around, no dance partners. There's nobody to dance with because all the firstborns are dead, and they're all sitting at tables drinking drinks with a fucking cacophony of corpses everywhere. Fuck. Whoa! I would probably cancel my wedding. My bumper of the week, though, Mike. We got to talk about this. Uh, somebody is stealing Jughead stories. And uh-huh. Jughead wakes up, and he catches the person who is stealing his stories from his typewriter. And do you know who it is, Mike?
0: I'm ha- hazarding a guess, and by that I mean I read your text earlier in the week. It's
1: Jughead? It's what? Jughead. W- what does that mean? Is Jughead, and I am coming up with this theory right now on the spot. Is Jughead writing the stories of Jughead and his friends, and uh, is everything in Riverdale fictional? What? The, the Greg from Movie of the Year theory. Well, I like to call it Ryan from Greg from Movie of the Year, but uh, you call it whatever you want. Wait,
2: was yeah. it the Jughead like from the comics Jughead?
1: No, oh, that that'd be would awesome. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just a weird cartoon, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was also not Dylan Sprouse. Why would they get Dylan <laughs> Sprouse to sneak oh, into Cole oh. Sprouse's bunker? I would uh, love that. Chunkier Jughead. Uh, no, but Jughead's like, who the fuck are you? And he turns around and he's like, I'm Jughead. And
0: is that the Jughead from River Vale?
1: Because we've already dealt with I two don't, Jugheads. Uh, shut the fuck up, Mike. Like, <laughs> I watched this episode, and I'm annoyed at you asking questions. <laughs> uh, he snuck in, and uh, like, and he like turns around. He's got like a wife beater on. He's like a sort of different-looking, drunk, thin asshole. And he's like, <gasps> don't look at me stealing your stories. And then runs <laughs> away. Riverdale is on Sunday nights on the CW. Next up is, of course, The Flash. In
0: the season eight finale of The Flash, Barry wants to kill Eobard, and his kids are all whining about it, saying killing one person will make Barry just as bad as a mass murderer because they're fucking children. Meanwhile, Iris talks to the forest ghost of Damien Dark, who tells her she's just as important, Barry, and she just has a wish hard enough, and she'll stop being trapped so hard. Then they all fight Super Taste Buds ask you this. If I told you Barry's master plan was to meditate while Thon tried to kill him yeah. and the entire city, what would you say?
1: That sounds Well my first question, obviously, Mike, is uh and I have to ask, uh the force ghost of Damien Dark? Mm-hmm. Was that played by the guy who sent me a birthday wish on my birthday? That days is ago? from
0: your good friend, uh, Neil McDonough.
1: Neil McDonough. Uh cheers to him. Cheers,
0: Neil. That's your question? That's my question. Okay. So, Caitlin, what do you have to say about Barry's meditation master plan?
2: Uh, I could totally see that. Did he, like, stop the person with his, like, super fast mind? Like, is that what happened?
0: It, It's so... Uh, Everybody... So, Thawne is now the avatar for all the negative forces. So, Barry becomes the avatar for all the positive forces. And he finally realizes, like, maybe I shouldn't just try to murder him with my lightning. Uh, And so, Thawne has exploded this red thing and it's it's disintegrating people. Like, the central city is dying while Barry just sits there. And Thon gets very angry that Barry's just sitting crisscross applesauce while he's saying threading things. Like, that's really bugging Thon. Uh And Barry, I think, taps into the still force and I don't know if there's a reverse force, but then he just is calm enough that he shuts down and reverses everything Thawne just did.
2: Wow. This sounds like a great show, Mike. Um, such a
0: good but, show. Elise Bart, and excess are in it a lot. A- cool. <laughs> My moment of the week is the the positive forces show up and they Voltron Bebo into Barry. They all turn into wait uh, what? Okay.
1: Not not the actual Bebo. No, not that. You're yeah, okay. using that okay, as like okay. a no, verb now.
0: They hold their hands and then they all turn into like confetti that looks like cartoon confetti. And the live action shut the flash, and it goes into Barry, and then he's like, now I have more force.
2: Wait, wait, okay. So you, when you say positive force, you're saying this is like a team? Like positive force and negative force are two teams?
0: There's the the Barry's speed force, there's still force, there's three other forces that I've never learned the names of, and then there's negative speed force, negative still force, <laughs> negative the this other is forces. This is like
2: if you took math, and there's like double negatives, negatives, like... It's like.
0: I'm going to say you don't need to pull everything from the comics, guys. Oof.
2: Wow,
1: Mike. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I uh, Riverdale has been canceled, and I'm going to watch all the way through. You have been very off and on with the Flash. If we find out that next season is the last season, and we find out that like they're going to wrap everything up, will you? And like, not for the podcast or anything. Just like for your own personal benefit, do you think that you would watch it out?
0: No, probably every few. There's no way I watch them all. Do you know what happens, Ryan, is I watch one, and I'm like, oh, this was actually pretty good. This feels like when it was good. And then I watch a couple, and then get burned, and then bail, and then I'm like, well, I guess I have to for the show. Oh, this one was good. This is Taylor Walking Dead theory, is what we call it. But this, I think they might have the magic back, but they did not in this. Mm -hmm. They did not have the magic back. It sounds awful. And it had like five post-credit scenes that ended the Wow. They weren't and, post-credit, though. Like, it was pre-credit, but they all felt like post-credit because they were like, I don't know how to actually end this episode, so let's just have people... <laughs> There's just too and many I'd, forces
2: here.
1: I didn't mean to tell tales out of school. We don't know that next season of The Flash is the last season of The oh, Flash. Oh, I would
0: love that so much.
1: It may not be. Uh, the Flash is on Wednesdays on The CW. Your next show is The Umbrella Academy.
2: On the second episode of The Umbrella Academy, Luther gets taken by sparrows only to have the chillest kidnapping ever. Back at the Obsidian Hotel, everyone gets a haircut. We all meet Victor Hargrave. Meanwhile, number five and Klaus take a brother road trip that lands them in a field of disappearing cows, angry Amish, and mama drama. On the third episode, Luther and Sloane fuck on the ceiling. Meanwhile, Grace shows God... God to the sparrows and tells them that it ate Marcus back at the obsidian. Our old friends, our old, old friend. That's an old fellow uh, who likes to hear weird noises and eat sandwiches out of his suitcase shows up to blow up two sparrows. And it's none other than heartland taste buds. I ask you this. How do you think the umbrella Academy handled the transition from Vanya to Victor?
0: I think pretty well like it was quick and our oh Elliot's wearing a bad wig to let everybody know yeah. I think it was true and I like how they're motoring through it and that I think we're going to have because Victor tells Allison that he's Victor now and Allison is very sweet and supportive mm-hmm. and I think we're going to get a bunch of different reactions from the siblings throughout and I think that will could be interesting. If any of the siblings have a negative reaction, I don't know if the show can handle it. But so far, uh, I'm enjoying what they're doing.
2: I think I really like how subtle they're doing everything, but also like how real it is. And like by the end of the third episode, we do get I think all the siblings know and they're all really accepting. They all accept in a different way. Like I think Luther is the funniest because he's like, well, what do we do? Throw a party? Like, do you want a party? Like we have to throw a party, right? And
0: I think one of the best transitions of this show, uh, other than Elliot is now playing Victor and Vanya, yeah. is Luther season one where he was like dumb, shitty leader, and now he's just like a big dumb goofy. Yeah, uh, fucking love it. I love. So, I stand a big dumb king.
1: It goes from like <laughs> dumb, like uh, like Joey from Friends, like oh you are, you have a low IQ to. Oh, I'm just awkward about social situations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's still a pretty low IQ.
2: <laughs> he's very awkward, but he's like a supportive kind of awkward, which I'm always here for. So,
1: yeah, he's no
0: longer like how Cyclops treats a lot of the X Men. Like he's not yelling at them anymore. Now he's accepted that they will not listen to him.
1: <laughs> and you know, what? if you if you have a low IQ or like uh, you're not sure about what things are going on, be positive about new information instead yes. of automatically being negative about new information.
2: I do want to go back to uh, one of my favorite parts of both of these episodes because it was the end of the last episode of the sorry, the second episode and the beginning of the third episode. It's the Luther and Sloan, which we knew it was it was going to happen the first episode. You could see the tension and then it happens and Mm -hmm. Sloan fucking makes Luther levitate. And, you know, whenever I see someone hovering like that, it gets me guys why is that smallville when lois and clark when they first kiss he like that's his first time hovering like off the ground and it brought me back to that and i was like fuck this is good (laughs) and then apparently they fucked on the ceiling so
1: i'm a little mad that mike didn't get that reference immediately caitlin yeah should he have gotten that i think he should
2: lose points if we could lose points
1: yeah no you mike just lost three points
0: we don't do points in this show but you know what on my next episode of Move of the Year, I accept that I will lose three points.
2: Good. <laughs> but overall, I'm really enjoying the show. I love the Klaus and, like, Five road trip. Even though, like, Grouch, like, uh, Five is such a, like, begrudging, like, old man. Even though he's this little boy.
0: The, it'll never stop delighting me. It's that they, so he is. Funny. He is just in his grumpier old men movie. But he is in a 13-year-old's body. It's delightful to me. And
2: he's like, he's got his little old man. He's dressed like an old man with his little sweater and everything. Uh He's like, I just want to have my retirement road trip. And then Klaus is like, no, we're actually going to find my mom. And then we get to the point where we find out that all of their moms have died. So there's definitely... The
0: the day before they would have been born. The day
2: before they were born, yeah, all of the moms died of like a brain... Like a brain aneurysm or something. Brain aneurysm? I think...
0: Um, Do we think that's what the pulsing basement God thing is, is correcting the new timeline? I guess no, because it killed Marcus, who was in this timeline.
2: It killed Marcus, and it killed cows. It killed the dog and lobster. And then in the third episode, it kills a bunch of people, or just takes them.
0: I think this might be the kind of show where I'm not even going to try to figure out what's going on before it happens.
2: Because, yeah, I immediately thought, I was like, this is something that is, yes, going to correct and also going to be something that uh, I, they'll be able to fight. But I have no idea how they're going to fight this pulsing ball that is, quote unquote, God from the robot. So it, I think it has right. to be some sort of robot thing because she can talk
1: to it. I have a question real quick. Um, tonight we talked about Superman and Lois and Heartstopper not being nominated for Best Ensemble. Mm-hmm. This was also not nominated. Do you guys find that to be a surprise? Uh, especially after like it was gone for a long time, right? But now you guys have r- watched three new episodes. Is that is is this surprising? I think there are so many killer. We're
0: spoiled for choice. I think there's so many great episodes. There's there's going to be a lot of also rans.
1: But like one of the one of the things that you said, Mike, in the Shushi segment was. At no point do I care if any two characters are together, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I, I want to see. Do you have that feeling with this show of like throw any two in the room and I am in. I we will
0: oh not. I shouldn't talk for everybody. I will always be more down on Klaus than er, the rest of the world. But any of the other characters doing anything, I enjoy. And I do think Five and Klaus is probably the best combination if somebody has to be with him.
2: I I, I this episode and the third episode, I really liked Klaus. Um, there. The person that I d- care least about this season, I, I liked her last season, is whoever the mother of Claire is. I can't remember her name. Uh, Allison? Allison? Yeah, Allison. I do not care for her because she is just over the top dumb and it's like annoying how <laughs> dumb she is. Like you should know that Claire shouldn't be or there's a possibility that Claire won't be yeah. in another timeline. Like you are smarter than this. I don't like how it's written maybe. But
0: yeah, for for her to not get it, none of them are like, hey, don't hop in that plane. You're going to sneak into another s- other small child's room. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it, it was it's I agree. It's a bad storyline. It
2: was everything. Every decision she's made since episode one has been like, you are not thinking you should know better than yeah. this. You're smarter than this. So I, I she's like my least favorite character right now.
1: And like the fact that uh, the the woman who plays Allison is R. The, that me and you saw as Angelica Schuyler does that change anything for you?
0: I now I'm even madder because they're giving her a bad storyline okay <laughs> because she was our Angelica Schuyler and she was our Angelica
1: been. Schuyler uh, and uh, Elise Goldsberry mhm get out of here right? get out of here Allison from stick on Girls 5-5-5 which is a great show all right, Caitlin, what's your moment of the week from these two episodes of Umbrella Academy?
2: Uh, my moment of the week it has to be the hovering. Uh, well, from episode two, it was definitely the hovering at the very end of the episode. Fucking got my heart. Uh, in episode three, there was a moment where Stanley, which is um, the guy who has a kid right now. I can't remember their names. Diego. Diego. Diego's kid, Stanley, he is like doing karate in the hotel lobby. And he's like, he makes a Cobra Kai reference, and I thought it was hilarious. I like laughed out loud and rewatched it again. It's very funny. Cobra
1: Kai. Yeah. who watches that? Who watches Mike,
2: that show?
1: Mike, I really want to know your uh, moment of the week from episode two, but I cannot wait for your moment of the week from episode three. This is going to be crazy. Go.
0: Uh, my moment of the week from episode three is, of course, uh, the levitating happens again then. Mm. That's great. Mm. Uh, Episode two, it is another Luther Sloan movement. He thinks he's being honeypotted, and he goes, oh, you really think the moon is cool? So stupid. He's mad because he was talking about how he was on the moon, and she's like, that's cool. And now he thinks that everybody hates the moon, is only mocking him for having been on the moon. (laughs) And he delivers it very well. He's
2: a delight.
1: That's the Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy is, of course, on Netflix. Hopefully you're watching it with us. Two episodes a week like a normal person. Uh, next up is The Boys. This week on The Boys, not only do we get
0: the 70th annual Herogasm, but also the first fight between Soldier Boy and Homelander, all proving you should really never, not just meet your heroes, never even have heroes. Meanwhile, A-Train is out for Blue Hawk's blood, and Annie is sick of Huey's shit. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How did Herogasm live up to its reputation? Um,
1: I think ultimately, Mike, I texted you while I was watching it, right? If we can pull mm-hmm. back the curtain, I was like, oh, "I'm so nervous. I don't know what is in front of me." And you know what it was? It was like a basically another episode of The Boys.
0: It, I think that it might have been too much buildup. Yeah,
1: because they didn't. A lot of the stuff they did in it
0: is callbacks to what they've done before, like Tiny Man covered in sex goo. Uh, uh we, saw, we
1: saw a really long penis. Seen that before? Uh, seen that before? <laughs> Mother's <laughs> if milk seen- got covered in jism. That feels... Which, if you've seen Scary Movie, you've yeah. seen that before. Or really any episode of The Boys. Like, this was not. The Boys, every episode of The Boys is Hero Gasm.
0: I, I, I thought this was a great episode of The Boys in general, but not because of Hero Gasm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we feel the same because the whole time I was like, am I such a deviant that I don't
1: <laughs> think this is that bad? No, in the middle of Hero Gasm, uh, what's his name? Jack Quaid? Huey. Huey. Sees A Train and, like,. You never apologize to me. Mm -hmm. And A-Train's like, I'm really, really sorry. And uh, in the background, fucking superheroes, fucking jizz flying everywhere. Like so much sex and feet and legs are everywhere. That was so much more important to me than like uh, the, uh, the amount of sex that was happening.
0: Yes, and I do think it's the boys is going to be the boys, and I like that. Is we're going to hate boys will one be One of the boys. most emotional boys will be boys. Only monsters say that, but here it works. Uh, we're going to give you one of the most emotionally packed scenes you've had in three seasons. But there's an eyes wide shut orgy in the background, so uh-huh. that's fine. Uh, because this is, I think, some of the best acting A Train has done. Oh like, uh-huh, yeah, his like I think he's going to angry and try to kill Huey. To no, he's breaking down because he means it. He is sorry. Like, when Ashley chews him out earlier, calling him a hypocrite, it hit him. And now he's seeing Huey and is dealing with his own murderous ways.
1: Was this the episode uh, Ashley, you said? Yeah. Ashley uh, is talking to uh, A-Train about her job and pulls a, a fistful of hair out. We've seen
0: little chunks of hair just fall <laughs> out. But, yes, she pulls a fistful of hair. And it's weird how right and wrong she is at the same time as saying, you only care because it's happened to you. Right but maybe still don't protect murderers who are on your payroll. Mm-hmm. Wrong.
1: Um, and we'll get to what happens to Blue Hawk at the <laughs> end of the segment, because usually we do the rundown of the most gross things that we see in every episode of The Boys at the end of the Boys segment. Uh, but, man, I didn't think that it's, mo- it's not the biggest turnaround uh, for me on a character. It's not Julie Cooper, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would turn around this hard on A-Train as much as I have.
0: He, he, they've done a pretty quiet and subtle, which is not words I would describe for this show, like redemption arc. And then he, he's not no, it's fully It's because they did
1: both. They did the loud one. I'm going to go to Africa and wear African colors in a right. boy's way. And then underneath did the actual literal He's way. actually growing and yeah. changing.
0: And it's, it's fucking well done this show. Uh, with, with that, I feel like we saw a lot of vulnerability. In, so A-Train is there. The other one is Homelanders. Have we seen Mirror Homelander before?
1: I, d- I don't know. I thought that this was like sort of a played-out gimmick, right, of talking to yourself in the mirror. I don't remember but the last time we've seen this.
0: His self-talked back, and I don't think we've seen it. And this is the first time we've seen, because now Mirror Homelander is everything a Homelander wants to be. So he's even bigger, meaner, grosser. I feel like and so, the, real mirror, Homelander, the
1: Mirror Homelander, we could just say a Waylander.
0: A Waylander, and then Homelander showed vulnerability, showed his fear, showed his weaknesses, and I was like, Anthony Starr really can
1: do it. All. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Anthony I... Starr is killing it. Is the show killing it in the Mirror episode, and also Butcher and Huey and Soldier Boy kicking the shit out of Homelander?
0: Yes, that fucking fight scene was dope. Was
1: as hell. it? Was it? I don't. I don't know. Like, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to happen in this episode.
0: Same. I like that it's not like oh they're gonna fight once that'll be it. No, I thought it was Winter Soldier and Cap. Yes, it was definitely that.
1: It was definitely like Shield punch, uh, fist, laser, laser eye, laser eye. Uh, I have a question for both of you. Is Jensen Ackles a name that I've always heard but didn't know what the fuck why I heard it like from a cover of Entertainment Weekly? Is he a good actor? Caitlin,
2: Uh I I mean I'm super biased because I watched 12 seasons of Supernatural. Um, I'm
1: sorry, did you say you watched both seasons? 12 seasons okay. of Supernatural. 12. So both twelve of them. So half uh, of it.
2: I, I I love I love what Jensen Ackles puts on the screen. Whether it's good or not, I cannot. I don't think I am the best judge of that. I think it's good.
0: <laughs> I I've not seen Supernatural. I think.
1: And Mike, he is making fun. Uh. Uh, you probably don't know this. It's probably above your head. He's making fun of Captain America.
0: What? I know. Never mind. I hate it. <laughs> uh, I think to come in and be like, oh, I have to be a different kind of sociopath than Anthony Starr, and his is downplaying it, right? Like, he doesn't want to do the, the big, screamy stuff, but he, the Archie Bunkerness of it, <laughs> I'll double down on that. Like, that is when I'm like, oh, you're acting. You're saying, men walk around like that, and that's like, is he just can't, deliver that kind of line it doesn't feel that natural
1: i disagree dude i think that he's doing great i fucking love him in this and i have never seen him before because his how would i see him before he can't be in any movies the last 17 years of his life has been in supernatural so like he couldn't have been didn't have time to do anything yeah (laughs) like when would i have seen him i think he's amazing like the fact that he'll like uh knock down uh you know a ton of coating powder and then uh-huh. chug a bottle of Jack Daniels and be like, "That's not how men are." In my, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> good. I I wish that he they call his hotel room the Archie Bunker. Like, let's go <laughs> hunker down the Archie Bunker.
0: Well, we can call it that <laughs> from now on.
1: I don't. I think he's good. And then, um, I I I do want to give a shout out to although the the battle was like not what I wanted. I guess as far as like climax goes. Uh, And I know it's weird to talk about climax at something called hero-gasm. So
0: much climax.
1: Uh, But him and Homelander looking at each other and being like, I don't even know why I'm fighting you. I'm just gonna. (laughs) It it feels like in the
0: Umbrella Academy, when they meet their selves Uh in a different time that they have to fight no matter what, it really had that vibe. Do you wish that they just just did
1: footloose to each other? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That'd be delightful. But yeah, um... This episode of The Boys, this next one that we're not talking about right now, the post-Herogasm one, is already out as of this recording, and I'm freaking out. I want to watch it. Yeah. And how often do I say that about superhero TV? Mike, what's the, your moment uh, of the ref- week?
0: The refractory period, I think is what it's called. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, Soldier Boy in it. Mother's Milk throws a grenade at Soldier Boy like a gas grenade, and he just inhales it and blows it out oh, of his takes nose. Takes a
1: fucking it's- rip off that bong. Terrifying.
4: Wow.
0: Uh, and then Annie, who doesn't get enough play, I fucking love her. She has two great moments. Uh, one is her and Mother's Milk go into hero orgasm. And she's like, they're like, he's not a soup. She's like, no, but he just gobbles that vagina right up. Nom, 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 wow. nom, nom. <laughs> and it made me laugh. It made me laugh a lot. I don't want to say more because I don't want to steal. Maybe you have him. What's yours, Ryan?
1: MM's performance sort of changed. Laz Alonzo, nominated for Best Ensemble tonight in the first shishi of the year. Uh, sort of changed. Did you notice how, like, he talked with a bigger mouth? Like, he was... His mouth was everywhere? Like... No. You didn't notice? Okay. Uh, My moment of the week has to be... because he's so
0: good at gobbling vagina? Is that what you're saying? Nom, 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 nom.
1: My moment of the week goes to Annie January, who is officially no longer Starlight, but also knows the look without the bright glare. Like, I can't believe Mm -hmm. how Aaron Moriarty is doing this thing, where, like, I'm not talking anymore i'm not using dialogue i'm just going to look at you how i feel about you and is killing it
0: (coughs) her doing that to huey uh the i thought it was the drugs making you fucked up but no it's just how weak you are and then oh and then
1: fucking blast you know what i'm gonna use my powers directly on you and then just blows them away it was awesome uh the boys is on amazon prime every friday night we will get to the seventh episode next week Guys, it's time for a little interview. Uh, We had talked to, last week we talked to the Superman and Lois tapes people. Uh, I did most of the talking. Now it's Caitlin's turn. Thank God. Caitlin, you asked them about what they think is going to happen in the Superman and Lois finale. Do you think they got it right?
2: Uh, I I think they did pretty good, but I think you're going to have to listen to see, I don't know, what, what their theories were.
1: You should definitely listen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, the guys from the Superman and Lois tapes. And when you do watch this episode, we have, there are so many great characters
2: on Mm -hmm. Superman and Lois. And there's so many to love, but which is your favorite character?
3: Um, That one tends to be very obvious for me. It is is Clark and and Superman. Yeah. Nobody's Um,
1: mentioned Lois at any point during this interview. I just want to point that out.
3: I mean, it's kind of hard to 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 separate the family at points, especially with the dynamic between Superman and Lois That's what makes the show is that family aspect, so mm-hmm. it's kind of more like I love the family aspect more than a singular character, but the if I have to choose a person, I'm going to choose Tyler because he's the one I showed up for. yeah
4: <laughs> yeah, this is like asking you to choose your favorite bond. <laughs> like, like what did they all have their good points? I mean, I, I, uh though, so I will say, um uh, that uh Betsy Pillock, who plays Lois, is uh, I think also my favorite interpretation of Lois um she gets all of the like she gets everything we love about Lois, and she manages to be Lois without being like overly preachy. Or, like, just completely unbelievably, like you know, out there. Uh, we've had, there's been other good Lois interpretations in the past, but Bitsy really does kind of meld the whole, you know, hard, you know, hard boiled reporter with, you know, mom and wife to a superhero. Um, and also, there's just a lot in her representation, you know, as she's a military brat and I was a military brat, I kind of always gravitated towards her. But yeah, no, seriously, the trying to pick a favorite character. I I mean, I could talk about all of them forever. Um,
5: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I've said this on the show a bunch of times and, you know, I've watched hundreds of episodes of various superman shows i've watched the movies i've listened to the radio show i watch the animated stuff uh you know i've consumed so much of this and tyler and bitsy are the closest that when i close my eyes and i think of these characters they embody what's in my head um which is one of the reasons why the show is so special to me because it's the closest i've ever felt i mean i grew up on like the super friends and christopher reeve And you would think that would be the one that I gravitate towards. And I love those movies. I've done two commentaries for Superman four, uh, which I think if I do a third one, I get sainthood or I get committed. I'm not quite sure. And I'm not going to pull the trigger on that. Um, But you know, the the, the thing about this show that I love so much is that unlike other shows where the supporting characters tend to get short shrift or they tend to get forgotten, uh, Supergirl was really bad about that. Um, but this show, like everybody has something to do. And if they don't have anything to do, they're not in the episode, uh, which isn't, but you, you don't like miss them. But when they come back, you realize they've been gone. Uh, if I was going to pick a fa- a favorite secondary character, I have a weird crush on Christy Beppo. And I don't know why. Um, I just love that character.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Now, if you could kill off one character, who would it be? Um, probably, I was going to say, if you asked me in season one, it would have been Sam Lane, because I have very strong feelings on Sam Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sam Lane is actually technically how my, uh, my segment on the show came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, this season... Honestly, probably you know the former mayor. I mean, it would, it, would, it would please me to no end if that guy just was such, like, Oop. I'm like, oh, he does suck. <laughs> so bad, so sad. Oh dear. <laughs> so, um, so yeah that 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 would be the that would be the character that I'd most like to see just you know fall into a vat and just expire. <laughs>
5: I don't know. Timmy. Um, I think Timmy could go.
4: Oh, good choice.
5: Uh, if, but if we're talking like, like one of the main supporting, uh, or one of the main characters, I think the dramatic potential of either Sam or Kyle dying has more. Kyle. Like,
1: no, like, <laughs> I
5: don't like, I don't want him to die because I've really grown a f- to t- fond of the character. But how that would affect the characters involved. One, it would be a nice little switch because usually they kill uh, the woman, mm-hmm. um, you know, to give the man something to do, which uh, is, is a lovely trope in that not at all kind of way. Uh, but, man, I wanted to hate Kyle in the pilot, but that guy won me over. Uh, and...
4: He had the best redemption arc. I mean, that is literally the best redemption arc I've seen of any character in a long time.
2: (laughs) Speaking of redemption, there's Talro. Do you think Talro is actually going to help them in this last episode that we have coming up? Or is Talro just not going to come back till season three and he's going to be a menace to them again?
3: I was still angry he didn't show up in the the this you know, previous episode that <laughs> came mm-hmm. out this week. I'm like, first of all, I want to know how, how, uh, you know, John appeared again, how evil John appeared. And if, if someone's in there breaking him out, why don't we let Tal out? I mean, seriously. So yeah. I'm really hoping, I'm really, really hoping that we're going to get to see him because especially with, with, the uh, with, um, Clark not having powers, you know and and jordan not being as trained as you know they would love him to be at this point you know you need another you need another kryptonian there to help natalie because natalie's can't do it all
2: mm-hmm. i but was just got that awesome hammer
4: yeah <laughs> I, I i was i was just sad that uh fluffy tail died um you know inverse towel with you know just you know like the plaid and the the family pride and you know i was like wow for all that i hated your counterpart i really love you and that's that's not great for your continued survival dude um
3: but here's the question i randomly came up with in my head just now um she took all the power from clark and clark didn't die how do we know that that fluffy towel is dead Oh, because he, like he,
5: he looked like he had a sunken skull. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he looked like a, like a rotted corpse. Uh, so that's why He's I thought he
3: was Just put him under the red sun. He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> that's a no, I, for everything.
5: Tal is Tal's an interesting character because usually, especially coming from the comics, I, I hate when they make the villain like the... Um, like redeem them for the simple fact of it, it then gives you another character to team the hero up with. And, and like other shows that I've watched, my wife got me into amphibia on Disney and like every bad guy from one season is a good guy in the next season. Um, and it, it's kind of, it was kinda, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like this, but with Tal, especially in the episode where he brought the flowers to Lois and he kind of explained, you know, I had this horrible upbringing. I was so excited that I could reach out to my brother and he rejected me. It's just like, you know, people react to things. So uh, he's got a long way to go, but I'm like more excited for them to team up than I thought I ever would be. So uh, plus he's got a lot of low key energy about him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is, is having a lot of effect on it as well as he's got that kind of, I'm the the bad brother, um, but I get to be the more fun one as well.
2: <laughs> and he didn't bring her any flowers. He brought her peonies. So yeah. that was kind of yeah. a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is a big question. Did you guys watch Smallville? Yes.
5: I did. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. It's been a long okay, time, but yes. Yes. So... Uh, Smallville and Superman and Lois. How do you think that they come out? Do you have a favorite, or do
4: you think Superman just too- and Lois? Superman <laughs> and Lois. <laughs> it's it's
5: an odd comparison to make because the point of Smallville was the journey to become Superman, and this is like twenty years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what Smallville did exceptionally well is bring these characters, especially the character of Clark Kent to an entirely new generation and gave them a version of Superman to call their own. Uh, and that show could be infuriating, but it was a network show that was aimed at a certain demographic. So it was never going to be the show that I wanted it to be because, and I can't, I, I learned that I couldn't hate something for not being what I wanted it to be. I have to judge it for what it is. Uh, Superman and Lois is my preference, but again, that's only because it's more of what I see these characters as. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought Smallville had some great moments. I mean, you, you you cannot understate the impact that Michael Rosenbaum had on making Lex Luthor such a ending like a layered character, three dimensional character. For uh, He's
3: so fluffy
5: and that is going to, that's something that's going to stand the test of time. I mean, the show lasted for 10 years Uh, against all odds. It lasted for 10 years. And I don't know. I don't know if Superman and Lois is going to last that long, but then again, times are different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. TV is a completely different landscape now. So I I don't, I don't think it's going to have that kind of run, but I would hold up an entire the the first two seasons of superman and lois compared to any of the seasons of smallville and superman and lois wins every time
1: i don't know if this is legal to do but let me ask my co-host a question in an interview with another podcast caitlin before Uh Uh before you uh binged all 10 seasons of superman lois in or uh, i'm sorry smallville in like a week Mm -hmm. had you ever been into superman before
2: uh, I I liked Superman, but I didn't love Clark Kent and Superman until Smallville. So yes, I I had no bad feelings for him, but he wasn't my favorite. Smallville kind of solidified him as I really like Clark Kent.
4: Yeah, and I think that kind of uh, brings up uh, a good point. It's the you know Tyler Hecklin can can do Clark Kent just as well as he can do Superman, which is Mm -hmm. not something that you have seen from other live action Superman all that much is, you know, they're either, and it's the same thing with Batman actors. They're, they're really good at one side of that coin, but they're not great at the other side. Um, So to find an actor that can do both, and do both equally well is really rare. And, you know, I'm just really, really fortunate that we have Superman and Lois because yeah, like Michael said, this is who I see in my head. This is the closest I've gotten to seeing a live action version of the people in the comics. I read. Um, I just wish I could have that for Batman.
1: (laughs) Tyler Tyler can do all all of them.
2: (laughs) We have a Clark Kent who has no, or well, we have a Superman with no powers right now. Do you think he's going to stay like that for a while?
3: That's going to be interesting. Cause from what the, the, the science that they were talking about, that, um, that, that Laurel was talking about, um, with his cells having been damaged and they need to be fixed before you can recharge. um, there's going to need to be something that can bolster his healing first. Yeah. And once he has something to bolster his healing, then he'd be able to get his energy back for his powers. Um, As he talked, as he mentioned, like it took him until he was four before he developed powers, but that's also a baby developing and growing cells. He's a man who's got all his cells for the most part.
4: Um, and so. His- his cells gonna, do regenerate.
3: Yeah, that's why I say for the most part they're going to yeah. regenerate and be new. But um, So it's going to depend on how fast that that repair thing is. Um, I'm pretty sure he will get it back because I don't think they could hold enough, a season of Superman and Lois without Superman. Um, just, you know, theoretically. Um, I have a feeling that it's going to happen in a way we're not expecting I want to think Tal actually may be part of that or maybe in the killing of Ali will his powers revert back to him
5: yeah the, the the whatever science who's he what's it they yeah. come up with to drain her or stop her from doing it I mean when when he came back from the dead in the comics he didn't have his powers Um, he had long flowing black hair and a, and a cool black outfit, uh, but he did not have powers. And it was only through the eradicator, uh, sacrificing himself, uh, basically converting kryptonite to something that supercharged his cells. And he became, he became Superman again. I joked, um, when we were talking about it on the show, it's just like, how long is Superman going to be about without powers? Eh, About halfway through the last episode. Um, <laughs> is when he's going to get it back. Um, and I'm going to be really upset if they don't play Daughtry's Waiting for Superman when it happens, because it's right there in the title of the episode, and I feel like they're playing with my emotions at this point.
3: <laughs> I, I'm course, it just at you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs>
4: of course, uh, cor- course, I, you know, jokingly, you know, I'm sitting here going, okay, Clark, but if, like, you need, like, to regenerate some stuff, go go lie in a tanning bed. Get you some at some of those extra UV rays, just straight on you, and you know maybe that'll help accelerate your healing. What? or, ta- I mean, or ta- so tan now?
5: <laughs> or it's going to be a callback to when Superman saved Tao. Tao might fly him out of the atmosphere where the solar energy is going to be stronger uh, because it is filtered yeah. when it comes into. The Earth. So out in space, it's like free basing.
4: Yeah. I mean, Starting I'm now, flying yeah. into the sun. <laughs> I I I am slightly terrified they'll do like something like a a a 1 to 1 sacrifice so we'll lose Tal Talro but all his powers will go into Superman and so we'll still have Superman slightly terrified about that because uh, I mean I really like the actor and he, he he he's just so great when he comes on screen and the 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 chemistry between him and some of the other cast mem- members is just awesome but uh I mean I also want to get You know, I want the kids to have the the cool Uncle Tal, you know, thing eventually, you know, especially since Lucy should go to jail for the rest of her natural life. (laughs) Um, I'm just poisoning a DOD officer. Never
5: drink tea in Smallville. Never drink any... Drink that is offered to you by anybody in Smallville because it's going to go badly for you.
3: (laughs) But if you listen to Laurel between the glitches as the worlds were starting to merge, she did say that there's one thing and that it is going to be excruciatingly painful and that he might die. But she does know of a way. And I think that we're going to come back and he might figure that out. So we'll
2: have some powers back. I'm kind of hoping for some Jordan action. Do you guys like Jordan as like a super boy as he's learning or do you think it's more of an annoying kind of character?
4: I like him. I mean, the the one great thing that I really love about the show is that the teenagers are teenagers. Um, mm. And like they're actually believably teenagers. So, yeah, I, I like that portrayal and I like that we get to see it from the next generation, uh, especially because, you know, there have been ups, there have been downs, you know, and he's not a carbon copy of his dad. You know, so things are going to be different. Things are going to go differently. Um, and I think they've done that really, really well. So I wish his name was Connor, but,
5: you know. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I don't picture, like, at any point, Sarah opening up a coffee shop uh, and living in the apartment above it. Because um, <laughs> it's such... It, no, um, Bethany hit it on the head. Uh, usually teenagers on these shows are treated as an adult's because they're the main characters, and there's something like kids, like a, there's like an aspirational element of that. I mean, like all the kids, on, all the teenagers on Smallville were just little adults going to high school, which is not an insult to the show because that was how. I mean, Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer were the big shows. Yeah, this is all when, Buffy's fault, right? Yeah, when small when Smallville came on, so again, you can't dislike something for being what it was designed to be. And here they've got like kids that are kids and they do stupid things and they make mistakes and they cut class and go to the mines and try to get X kryptonite. And it just fails completely. And then (sighs) they have to don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious with uncle John. And and I, I just love that. These kids are treated as kids. The only thing, the only thing I am even close to a complaint is I'm not into Sarah having a singing career like Taylor Swift.
2: Um, <laughs> For but a bar singing I, career,
5: yeah, but that's that, that, but again, that's a me thing, so I, I, I recognize that, but I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this.
4: <laughs> I mean, and and yeah, Mike kind of hit it on the head, you know, of course, uh, with uh. I will say uh, one of the reasons I love Superman and Lois over Smallville is that Superman and Lois requires a lot less actively um, suspending my delete my disbelief. Um, there was a lot of stuff in Smallville where I'm like, no, <laughs> just no. There's no that's 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 not the way you react. That's not the way you would do that.
2: You know,
5: Too many maybe. cars blow up in the first, like, two seasons. Yeah, I, I God, the, 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 insur- the insurance adjuster of Smallville, <laughs> he just has got to have a drinking problem at this time. It's just like, <laughs> did another truck blow up? Did another pick? Oh, good Lord in heaven. <laughs> All right.
2: So you guys excited for the last episode then? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Scared, but yeah. Yeah. Scared but excited. Yes. <laughs> do I'm you think ready. anyone's not going
5: to get out? It's. I mean, if they were going to kill somebody, this would be the episode to do it. Um, so far, they. You know, it's only been two seasons. So, but I. I, I don't. I don't see them pulling the trigger on that now, but the weird thing is going to be is what's going to happen when the merging stops, will they merge completely? And we have like a new reality again, or does everything get kind of reset back to normal? Because there's the thing with these cosmic things that drives me insane sometimes is that they're like, it's like magic. Like it, it, it has its rules, but you can break them anytime you want to. So it's just like, Oh, something happened and now everything's fine. Um, if somebody was going to die, it's either going to be Kyle or Sam um, in my opinion. And the reason why I say it's not John is because they released pictures of John talking to Diggle. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit of a giveaway.
1: I saw a headline about how somebody from the CW universe is coming back to Superman and Lois without even clicking on it. I was like, oh, that's Diggle. It's def- Diggle is everywhere. Diggle does everything. It's definitely Diggle. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so it's pretty much going to be like, you know, how does Green Lantern come and save them this time?
5: But didn't they Got just... the Ring! Didn't, no, they just resolved that on Flash. What?
3: I didn't get to see that episode.
5: I've said too much.
3: <laughs> Plus, also, are we still wondering if this takes place in a different timeline? I know Diggle coming in is supposed to resolve it, though. Because that's one of the things they're talking talking about behind the scenes.
5: If you're going to, I I realize like there really isn't a reason, but Mm -hmm. if you're going to have somebody reveal their secret identity in their final episode, like Supergirl, um, do you really Mm -hmm. want her coming around (laughs) to see her nieces and nephews (laughs) or her nephews? I mean, I mean, is that kind of a giveaway of who Clark is? <laughs> so maybe they're keeping away because of that. Uh, and that's, that, that's my no prize for it though.
3: Yeah. still, this would have been a good situation for Karen to like, you know, show up. But I've been screaming about that at pretty much nearly every of the times that I, 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 they, they got to show
5: up. They got to do what they did with Superman in the first season of Supergirl. We've got to have texts and then a shot of his boots. Uh and that's it. So uh yeah that 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 that's uh that's how they have to play it at first. And then suddenly
1: she shows up. All right, guys. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I really, really appreciate it. Um you guys coming on and doing this. This is going out basically immediately because we okay. want we want to get it up before the season finale. Um can we have one Small or big prediction from each of you, starting with Allison, of one thing that's gonna happen in this episode.
3: Um I wanna see Sarah and and Jordan get back together now that she knows his secret.
1: Okay, one relationship back together. Bethany, what are we predicting?
4: As in the immortal words of Susan Ivanova, boom.
1: That's a. Is that a building or a person? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and our hearts. And Michael, what do you think is going to happen?
5: Uh, Tal Rose is going to show up at just the right moment to give them the little bit of extra help that they need. Uh, and there's going to be another like big party at the end of the episode. There better like be they a big did party. Last
1: yeah, that should. It's every the last episode of every season should look like the end of every episode of SNL. Just everybody hugging and <laughs> waving at the camera and thanking everybody. Uh, Michael, can you tell us about those websites again where we can find your shows besides uh, and everything?
5: Um, it, uh, um, It's been online since 2008. Uh, it's been a bunch of different things, but since 2017, it's been a hub for all of my podcasts so that I don't have to like operate 15 different websites. Um, which sounded like a great idea at the time, but as with most things in podcasting, I found you want to make it as simple as humanly possible. Uh, but yeah, there you can find the Superman and Lois tapes. You can find from crisis to crisis, the overlooked dark night. It all comes back to Superman views from the long box and various other shows.
1: Awesome. And find the Superman and Lois tapes on let's say Apple Podcasts because our listeners are going to get that up to 20 reviews and we're getting a flow chart. Yes. We're yeah. getting a flow chart. Help is, me make Mike
4: make a flow chart.
5: It, it <laughs> is also available on Spotify and
1: the Amazon thing works. So it's on Audible too, if you have Audible. Damn. <laughs> I think that means you made it. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for being on tonight. Thank you thank for you. inviting us. Oh, my God. Caitlin, that was amazing. Woohoo. Mike, yeah. do you have any notes? Jack interview
0: that was fra- maybe Do- don't have a co-host next time caitlin
1: wait a minute i was her co-host uh- <laughs> uh- uh- guys an amazing show as always i want to thank you uh i want to say thank you to uh everyone from the superman and lois tapes i want to say thank you to mike and caitlin and speaking of caitlin what if we were to have other websites what are they
2: uh, if we were to have a website, it would be popfilter dot co. Yep, and it would be the only website that you ever need to go to um, because Mike it has some great things on it, doesn't it? It
0: it does have great things. It has all the shows we put out, some articles. It has a little popfilter.co dot co slash Amazon, and now that's how you shop at Amazon, helping us out. Is that what you wanted? Is that what yep. you fucking wanted from
1: me? Well, oh, there's one more. Oh. The Patreon, Caitlin. The ah, patreon.
2: yes. Patreon dot com slash your pop filter. If you go on there, you can toss us a little coin uh and we'll toss you something in your ears every single week. Yeah, toss now, a coin to your witcher.
1: Caitlin, I'm a little confused. Uh yeah. co is the main website, but yeah. patreon dot com slash your pop filter is that website. When do I use the your? That's confusing to me.
2: Uh you only use it when you pay us so it's your pop filter when you pay us
1: perfect answer Bro. mike uh are there other podcasts that we should be listening to
0: i think so uh i've been really enjoying karina longworth's you must remember i'm getting a note oh got it uh movie of the year is a great show with you Ryan and, I and greg like her yes it's Say your consonants so hard. It really feels like she's like, vowels have gotten play for long enough. I will only focus <laughs> on consonants when I speak.
1: Vowel time is over.
0: Uh, movie of the year, it's always vowel time. Uh, we're going through 1982 and it's delightful. And then you should also listen to The Unnatural 20s, where three people who are so far from being in their 20s just keep trying to pretend that they're in their 20s. Did I capture that, Caitlin?
2: Perfect. Great. <laughs> Great. K- so good. K-
1: Caitlin, there's a lot of places to find us on social media. Mm-hmm. Like what?
2: You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Your Pop Filter. There's a lot of great pictures. You can see every time there's an episode that comes out, there's a cool little picture that comes along with it. And if you don't follow us, you're going to miss that. Mike, and Poop Talk.
1: And Poop Talk, of course. There's,
0: uh, of course, Poop Talk.
1: Uh, uh, the interview website or the interview podcast where we are the guests on every single episode. Mike, uh, we're on a ton uh, face based cookie websites. What are all of those called? The face based cookie websites. Uh huh. Uh,
0: cookieface.biz.
1: Mm-hmm. There's 17 of them. Org. Uh huh.
0: Facecook.com, which will not tear apart democracy the way Facebook
1: would. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the rest. Good job, Caitlin. Um, uh, there's. Uh, What are we doing next week? Do do you know?
2: Uh, Nope.
1: (laughs) Do you want me to tell you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, why don't you tell me, Ryan?
1: We're checking in on the boys.
2: Oh, my. Let's hear it for the boys. Yeah, I can't even pretend that I'm excited.
1: Next week is the penultimate episode of the boys. We're going to check in on that so we can save the next episode after that for Ms. Marvel's finale. So it's the boys next week. Plus X-Taz, plus Mike, plus Caitlin, plus Cassie.
2: Oh, I'm so glad X-Taz is back.
1: Yeah, but Cassie hears that we're covering the boys. She'll probably
0: be quote-unquote sick again.
1: Caitlin, do not tell Cassie that we're covering the boys next week. She
2: will not know. But she does have to watch it.
1: For my boys, Mike and Caitlin, I'm Ryan. And, of course, check out those comic book-based TV shows based on comic books. Bye. Do we have an ending for the show?
0: Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion. Unfortunately, their right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. Has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.